0: Welcome to the Hardest Word podcast, the podcast that features real apologies from real people all across the globe. I'm your host, Brett DeHoot. Episode one was about inanimate objects. This edition is about highly animate objects, kids. (laughs) This may be or may not be breaking news to all the parents out there, but it appears to me that having a child leads to a lot of guilt. At least that's my sense after listening to Petrina Kingham from Littlehampton in England in the UK.
1: This is an apology to my son, Michael, and I've never really apologised for this before and I do feel terribly guilty over this.
0: Hmm. Sounds serious.
1: Michael was um, just coming up to 17 and he'd finished all his schoolwork and it was his prom and we'd made a lot of fuss about getting the right clothes... We got a lovely car for him and he went with his friends and I think he had a really good time. Now, Michael had arranged to be picked up and to then be transported to a campsite where he was going to stay overnight with a load of his friends. They were all camping overnight at one particular friend's house who had a farm. So it sounded great. It sounded really good. So we picked him up, um, goodness knows what time, about half past ten in the evening maybe, with his friends and we took him to this campsite. Then we went home. And to be honest with you, we had a drink because we wanted to have a a couple of drinks. We wanted to relax, my partner and I.
0: Well deserved, I'd say.
1: And um, lo and behold, the weather got really, really bad. And there was a terrible, terrible thunderstorm. So Michael rang me up and pleaded with me to pick him up from the campsite because of the thunderstorm, which he didn't like. Um, He told me that his friends were jumping on the tent. He told me he was having to sleep in the toilet because his tent had blown down. And all these things, I'm afraid I just, um, well, I just ignored them. Isn't that awful? Isn't that awful?
2: Hmm, not
0: particularly.
1: Anyway, now I couldn't pick him up because I was unable to drive, and so was my partner because we'd had a couple of drinks. Nothing too much, just too much to drive. And to be honest with you, I just wanted him to man up and not be picked up and not be a wuss because of the thunder.
0: So do we, Petrina, so do we.
1: So we said no. He continued to ring me for most of the night, in fact, till about maybe two or three in the morning and asking me, pleading with me to pick him up. And I refused, completely refused.
0: At this stage, Petrina, there's really only one option. Change your
1: number. So I turned up, we rocked up at six in the morning and he wandered out of the campsite looking pale and awfully angry and sad and miserable and all the guilt things that a mum feels when they look at their child and they know they've really let them down. Really let them down. You know, he was squeezing every ounce of of, oh my God, motherly guilt out of me with that, just that look, that special look.
0: Oh, I can see Michael's review now. Dissatisfied with 10.30pm drop-off and 6am pickup. One star.
1: So, Michael, I don't know whether it ruined your special prom day. I really, really hope it didn't, that I didn't pick you up. And I really, really hope that you did, in between the phone calls, have a decent time at your camp. and um, uh, You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A mother can only apologise, you know, a few times for being a mother. And uh, well, I'm sorry. Michael, I'm really, really, really sorry for not picking you up when you had to camp out with your friends, all of your friends, in a field during a thunderstorm in the UK. OK, not like we were in America, where they really, really have big thunderstorms. We were in the UK. But OK, does that make it better? It doesn't, does it? Michael, that wasn't a good apology. This is a real sincere apology. I'm sorry. Love you lots. Take care. Bye.
0: Dropping a child off at daycare may induce spasms of guilt, but waving them goodbye as you go to another country to study can lead to an apology like this from Kurat Al-Ain who hails
2: from Pakistan. This apology is from my daughter. I apologize for being a selfish person and not a selfless mother. I left my daughter with my parents when she was one and a half year old, while I went to China for studies. It was just a semester and I took her with me when I got her visa. Yet those four months left a deep scar on her and our relationship. I want to take this opportunity to seek an apology from my daughter. You were so young and a firstborn. At first I showered you with so much love and never let you out of my sight for even an hour. And when you were completely dependent on me, I abandoned you for my dream of studying abroad. I apologize for not being there when you needed me. I apologize for all the nights you cried yourself to sleep and asked for your mom. I felt selfish and cruel. I apologize for putting myself before you. I hope that one day when you grow up, either you never remember those days or you're loving enough to forgive me. I felt terrible every day thinking that she must be missing me. It was years ago when she's grown up now, but I still blame myself for what I did to my child. I loved her with all my heart, but still I put her in a vulnerable position that she couldn't cope up with. Even today as I look at her, sometimes it gives me flashback of those days. I didn't apologize to her because I guess she wouldn't be able to understand But I want to record this apology so that once she grows up and listens to it, she will know that I am terribly sorry. And I never meant to hurt her feelings this way. I tried everything to compensate you, but I couldn't forgive myself. Yet, I hope that you'll find it in your heart to forgive me.
0: Now we cross to South Carolina in the USA to hear from Nathan who was lamenting not the end of his relationship with his former girlfriend but the relationship he had with his ex-girlfriend's daughter. My
3: dearest Phoebe, it's been nearly two years since your mom and I broke up. I've wanted to reach out to you before but since your mom and I don't have any contact anymore I haven't been sure how. If I'd had a choice... I would never have left. Those few months I got to spend with you and your mom are still some of the happiest memories I have. Unfortunately, things couldn't work out between us. But I've missed you. I miss having my princess floof around. There's so much new music I've wanted to introduce you to. And I always think of you every time I make a mess in the kitchen while cooking our favorite French toast with bacon. You'll be 16 in a few months. Well and truly a young lady now. It's still a little hard for me to think that soon you'll be finishing school and leaving for college. But I know you'll do great. Life isn't fair though, is it? You've had to watch as father figure after father figure have walked out of your life. But it's never been your fault, and I hope you realize that. Any man would be lucky to be your father, and I'm grateful that for a little while, I got to play that role. I'm so, so sorry that I ended up being another one that ended up leaving. If I could do it all over again, I'd want to have the breakup be more amicable so that I could still see you. You're in my thoughts always. I love you, Nathan.
0: next apology comes to us from Keith Badger, somewhere in Australia. Now, Keith approached us via the Facebook page. or well, that's how he came aware of the podcast. Yes, we're on Facebook. Just search for The Hardest Word Podcast. We've also got a website, of course, thehardestwordpodcast.com. You can get to us. You can contribute your own apology, like uh, Keith did. Now, a lot of us feel bad about the environment. Perhaps we should feel downright petrified. Keith Badger, however, feels more than just angry or upset. I think he feels almost entirely responsible. Thus, this apology to his children.
4: Today, I say to my children and their future generations, I am sorry. I was born into the most wonderful awe-inspiring and beautiful world imaginable. However, by the time I took responsibility for bringing you into this haven, I had lost track of reality and shifted my sights onto a more abstract landscape. I had got caught up chasing the illusory goal of collecting monetary wealth. Like so many, I have tried to save money for my retirement and hope there would be some left over as an inheritance for you. In seeking to leave you money, though, I realise I have made a grave mistake and ignored the other side of this bargain. I wish I could find a leader or someone else to blame, but I can't. It is all of my own doing, and it is for me to apologise deeply and without reservation. I am sorry your real inheritance will be a planet with a corrupted atmosphere and which bears the deep scars of my generation's unceasing determination to convert its natural resources through an all-too-rapid industrial cycle into unnecessary consumer trivia and then ugly scrap. I am sorry you will rarely be able to find the wilderness which defines your relationship with nature I have turned my back on the degradation of the soil and the dwindling freshwater reserves on which all our lives depend. Even with my passion for open water swimming, I have turned a blind eye to the dumping of vast mountains of trash into our oceans and the acidification which now fuels torrid climate mayhem. I am leaving all this to you as an appropriate example of the great power I have wielded Somehow, I lost track of the lessons and values I learned as a child from your grandparents and have created a society where fear, competition and isolation have replaced freedom, community and inclusion. I have brought you up to desire high-tech wizardry and the things we humans can make and make money from rather than to revere the infinitely more fascinating and complex wisdom of our mother nature I know you are smarter than me, and you will need to be, as you will inherit challenges of such a magnitude that any paltry money I may leave you will be irrelevant. For all of this, the true inheritance I am building for you, I am sorry.
0: It's always awkward in a long-running TV show when they replace one of the characters with the new actor. I dare say it's even more complicated when it's in real life. Step-parenting, not exactly a walk in the park. And one stepmother from the Philippines has decided to use this opportunity to pen an apology to her stepdaughter.
5: I looked at you, and you can't seem to look at me in the eyes. I know you're hurt because I married your dad. You were at the wedding, smiling, or so I thought. But then again, whenever I looked at you, you sheepishly shift your gaze and pretend I did not exist. It's over two years now since the last time we saw each other. I remember taking you to the airport. I refused to show my emotions, but deep inside, I was sadder than sad. I wish we could have bonded more before you left. Now I always ask myself, will we ever have the time again to talk and laugh like we used to when you were little and you think your dad and I were just friends? Maybe you felt betrayed at such a young age. You were hoping your mom and dad ends up together and have the slightest idea that all along, they weren't really in good terms and love was far from sight. You see, love is needed to keep the relationship. Someday, little darling, you will understand There are things that just won't happen because they just can't happen. They're never meant to be. No longer can I recall the times I tried typing a message I want to send you but can't find the courage to do so. Now today, every time you and your dad had a video call, I wish I could join you. I wish you'd also ask about me but I'm guessing you just would like to think I didn't exist. Please know that you matter to me. I am happy and proud of you. I feel sad whenever I see you post something sad as I secretly sometimes access your dad's Instagram account because even in the social media world, you've kept me pretty much out of sight. All these years, I feel guilty. Have I made you miserable? I hope your new family there is showering you with lots of love. And most of all, I pray that even if you can't love me or genuinely accept me, I hope you will love your sisters that came from me. Right now, they're too young to understand things, but know that I always see to it that they know you. And I'll teach them to love you because at the end of the day, we are still family. I am sorry, stepdaughter. Believe it or not, I care for you, I do. And I am always here. Waiting for the time you will need me in your life.
0: There are 1.4 billion people in China. So far, only one of them has contributed an apology to the Hardest Word podcast. I'm talking about Yabe Li, who lives in Shenzhen City in China. Her apology is remarkable, not just that it's the first from China, but it's remarkably open and honest. And it also highlights something that I'm becoming more aware of with these apologies, that yes, we do have so much in common no matter where we're from. And sometimes I feel that's a little bit politically correct to say, but I agree with it. But also, politically incorrectly, these apologies sort of show and highlight the differences we have between our cultures and countries and circumstances and lives. Anyway, this is a remarkable way to finish Episode 2 of The Hardest Word.
5: This is to An-An, my four-year-old niece. We are very close now. She lives together with me. While her mom and dad live and work in another city in a small rented apartment, which is impossible for her to stay with her parents. When my sister got pregnant, she lives in a much worse room together with another four women who could share the rent. The room got an odour and no sunshine and they also lined up to use the bathroom in the morning. She can't live with her then boyfriend because he stayed in the dormitory provided by the factory he was working. When she told him the news about his pregnancy, he didn't say anything. No proposal, no promise, no commitment. He left it to her decision that she could have or give up this baby. Abortion was like a way of contraception in China. I told my sister that she could have a different life, that she was too young to have a baby, that she deserved a better man. But when I saw my baby niece when they're out of the delivery room, she just met the world half an hour ago. Well, she could actually open her eyes. I thought she was looking at me. I was shameful. But it was the most amazing thing in the world.
0: There is a moment in every podcast where the host asks the listener to rate and review the podcast this is that moment although being my podcast it's much much more important than the typical request that you hear when you listen to your podcasts it would mean a lot we're trying to take over the world with this podcast thanks to Brian Wallace our audio director he mixes he edits he composes the music and the noise you hear it's all him look him up dubrobot.com d-u-b robot one word dot com now we talked about kids apologies to kids in this episode next episode we reverse it apologies to parents and there will be some that make you laugh and cry and that you will relate to and that some will shock you that's how the show works hope you enjoyed it i'm brett de hoot your host we'll talk again farewell